Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journey so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. Hi. <laughs> Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Got a haircut. Feeling good. Oh, you got a haircut. <laughs> yeah, but it was just a redo. Like, I got, you know, like I guess in January I got my hair cut off short. Um, yeah. So I was just, just doing a retrim okay. situation. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, what is new with you? Anything Anything interesting? Anything newsworthy? Anything that we not a, you want to let us know about? Um, well, um, the major thing is that, uh, my sister had freaking open heart surgery this week, but everything went well. That's good. That's good. good Yeah. Uh, which we can go on a whole tangent later about heart health, but not, that's not for today. That's not, that's not our topic for today, but yes. (laughs) No, no. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so that was, oh, and it was one of those unexpected, like, goes to the doctor for something minor, and the next thing you know, it's like, ah, surgery. Right. Yeah, that was fun. No, not, I think opposite of fun is what you mean. Oh, right, yes, that was not fun. (laughs) No, no. No. Um, Well, what are you drinking, then? Let's get right Um, to it. Yeah. Well, I'm um, I'm back on your Boda Box bull. Yes! <laughs> I got the Black Hawk Bourbon Barrel. Night Hot Black. Night, Night, Hawk, Night Black. Hot Black. <laughs> Night Hot Black, Black Hawk Black Down. Bourbon Barrel. <laughs> Sauvignon. Blo- no. S- Cabernet. Sauvignon Cabernet. Right? Cabernet Sauvignon. <laughs> Cabernet Sauvignon. Wow. I'm not even that far in. I'm only like... Uh, Four sips in. I will, you know, hey, you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what are you drinking? Well, okay, I haven't started drinking it yet. I wanted to oh. have, I wanted to have a, a live on the show tasting <laughs> opportunity because what okay. I, what I have in front of me uh-huh. <laughs> is a Cabernet Sauvignon from California mm-hmm. okay. called Winking Owl. Okay, I like it. And uh, this this was a two dollar and ninety nine cent bottle that I got from Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> so all right, I am a. I, I I can't say that I have high hopes. <laughs> I thought when you were like, I want to do a live t- uh, reaction. I thought it was going to be some special anniversary edition, <laughs> like really antique, like something crazy like that. Stacy. Um. Stacy, it's uh-huh. me. <laughs> I know, I know, it's but me. that's I don't know. That's true. I drink. I, I drink will say the cheap shit. <laughs> well, two ninety nine. I would say so. Yeah. So that's um, about as cheap as you can get. It was. Didn't even pay for the bottle. I. I mean, and it, it had a cork in it. It wasn't a screw top. I was like, oh wow. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a shot. All right, everybody. Okay. Okay. We're ready. The uh, bou- bouquet is. Kind of non-existent. Uh. <laughs> it's just water. It's actually just water. It's good. That's probably what's gonna be. Okay, I'm gonna I'm yep. gonna try it. Okay. Huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. It's not bad, but I think you're right. I think it's mostly water. <laughs> I wonder if they literally take like a bottle of wine and then divide it into two and fill it with the rest oh. of the water. You know, I wonder if they do. That would make sense. Uh, yeah. They just like water down the wine. Yeah. 
Oh, well, maybe I can drink this whole bottle then. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, the that's true. It's yeah. Half, it's just the same amount of alcohol as half a bottle of wine. That's right. Yeah. That's the true <laughs> test is if you feel anything at all or mm-hmm. if you're just going to be like, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's not great, but it's mm. not terrible. It is about what you would expect from a $2.99 bottle of wine. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe, I, I mean, I I would not get this particular kind again, but the Winking Owl brand, they're all mm-hmm. $2.99, and there's like every type. So there's like a Malbec and a, you oh. know. So I might, I might try a different one just to mm-hmm. see, because Cabernets are kind of special you know like they have that mm-hmm. that deep fruity richy richy <laughs> <laughs> like almost meaty you know like it's it's heavy yeah. in your mouth and this definitely is not doing that but maybe <laughs> if i got like a merlot or a yeah um you know Chirac. Chir- Chirac. yeah like okay. pinot noir or something mm-hmm, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. it wouldn't be as disappointing <laughs> yeah i think got wine from them once and um, from i remember yeah and i think i did get two different ones and one i liked and one i didn't so i think there's hope okay there's hope okay well i will uh give it a shot of that <laughs> it's a research experiment you're doing yeah. it for science i'm looking at the at the I'll, I'll link this in show notes winking owl wine a quirky little wine with amazing character winking owl over delivers on style <laughs> does say style nothing maybe about t- the label nothing about taste <laughs> nope. um with each and every varietal is that supposed to rhyme from the robust <laughs> cherry notes in the cabernet there are not robust cherry notes in this to the light-hearted <laughs> citrus of the pinot grigio <laughs> so you can get a shiraz a merlot a cabernet sauvignon those seem oh wait no there's, it looks like there's more. <coughs> a red blend. There's a red blend. Okay. You usually can't go wrong with those because... That's true. You know, you don't have really an expectation because it could taste like anything. Right. And then there's a sangria, which that would probably be good. Oh, yeah. So, anyway. But Hard to mess that up. Ta-da. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> that's my share. Well, thank you for sharing that excitement yeah, with us. You're welcome. $2.99. It's at your mm-hmm. local, your local Aldi. <laughs> well, keep us updated as you try the other flavors. I will. I will. Maybe next Maybe next uh, time. I have started, yeah. like, related to that as an, as an aside, I suppose. I have started um, shopping at Aldi, you know, mm-hmm. due to high inflation and preparing for, um, you know, potential changes in my life yeah um yeah so i have started shopping at aldi and i was like two dollars and 99 cents for a wine yeah yeah but it definitely tastes like it that's, <laughs> that's my review oh. yeah <laughs> well the, your, your boda box isn't bad i still every time i buy it it's like 20 bucks and i cannot no that's true like, i can't like get over it i'm like this is such a good deal mm-hmm. it's like you know, four bottles of wine for 20 bucks. And it's really, really good. It's it like really a good. very good wine. Thomas yeah. says that, like, because we'll go through different types of wine and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And he's just, and I'll get like fancy wine. And it's very rare to find a wine that's like better than yeah. the box. <laughs> <laughs> so that is my go-to for yeah. sure. Good. Um, 
but you know sometimes you gotta try new things i yeah, my absolutely. my wine cellar quote unquote mm-hmm. slash <laughs> carrier is uh-huh. full and i have now three bottles on the outside of it too so i was like oh, i should break into it i should break into it oh th- you just reminded me so yeah. i was going to bring you my wine holder my circular wine holder oh, that i yeah. don't need anymore um and i couldn't bring it last time because it wouldn't fit in the car but if i come down next week and we oh. drive the rv i can bring it yeah that could be so good then you'll have all new space it'll be 12 bottles yes yes sounds good yes sounds lovely yes yes all right well um you're about a boxing. I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Devin. Yes. Do I have some questions for you? Oh, yay. I love to answer <laughs> questions. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm going to be a little honest here. I'm a little mm-hmm. scared. Okay. <coughs> Sorry. It's <laughs> a joke. Just, just to say. <laughs> to choke you up there. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, why are you scared? Well... You know me, but for those that don't know me, um, <laughs> I'm not very PC or polished. And sometimes, you know, even like in the workplace, just in general. Um, and so typically, if there is a sensitive subject, um, like politics, religion, minority groups, etc., I just don't talk about it because <laughs> I'm afraid that I'll say the wrong thing or, right. you know, just whatever N- terminology. Not that... Yeah, well, anyway, just wrong terminology or whatever. But um, it is Pride Month currently. Yay! Happy yes. Pride, everybody! Yes, yes. And there's definitely been some things on my mind lately that I want to ask. And so I thought this would just be the perfect time. Okay. Um, so I know that you're used to me. And honestly, I love you so much for that because you <laughs> at least... Um, as far as I can tell, you listen to me and you take what I say and you don't judge me or, you know, whatever. You're like, it, you understand me, right? You understand I come from a good place. Right. So um, I'm going to try my best to be PC. So I just hope that the listeners give me some grace if I do slip up slightly. But I right. promise it's coming from a good place. I promise. Okay. All right. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> so I just yes, wanted so. to give that little, uh, you know, disclaimer there. No, that's good. That's good. And I mean, this is a perfect time to talk about it. Um, at my workplace, we just had our first ever like pride event today. Um, nice. and that was super exciting because it has never happened. And I was like sitting there looking yeah. around being like, I never would have dreamed in a million years that I would be standing here and this would be happening. So yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's very topical, um, topical, not like yeah. ointment, but like, <laughs> as in a, uh, as in a topic that we should discuss. Yes. Yes. Um, my, my work is also, um, all of my work locations are flying pride flags. That month. is really cool. Yeah. yeah. That is really cool. So. So yeah, we, yeah, definitely, definitely the time um, to talk about it before June ends. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Not that, not that like, you know, June ends. After June, it's just, yeah. (laughs) All all of the queers go back into the closet. (laughs) 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 We put all of our rainbow flags up on the shelf, like, like they're Christmas trees. Like, never mind. (laughs) We'll we'll be back next year. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. That's not exactly how it works, but. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still a good time to to chat. And yes, I yes. am very, you know, I will say that this is, well, I guess we get into the questions. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Here we go. Okay. 
Uh, okay, so I think a good starting point would be just be, uh, so would you like to share a bit about yourself and what pride means to you? Sure, I would be happy to do that. That was what I was about to do. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's a question about that, isn't there? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm really bad about not sticking to a script. You know me. Yes, right. I know. <laughs> Let's build the script and then let me deviate it from it a thousand times. Um, all right. So to talk a little bit about just myself, and I mean, I have talked about this before in the podcast, but just in case this is like the one episode that someone's listening to, mm-hmm. um, I do identify as queer. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, I identify as something called bi plus, which, oh my God, this is a new term. <laughs> Oh, this is actually the first I'm hearing about it. Yeah. Yeah. I just discovered it like in the last three or four months. And I love it because Mm -hmm. one of the things that I've always struggled with being bisexual is that for me, it's not I like, you know, boys and girls, you know, or males Mm -hmm. and females. Like I also find basically anybody attractive (laughs) right basically i just find everybody attractive so just so everybody knows you're beautiful and i think you're hot um (laughs) but uh but like so it does not necessarily mean like so you could be non-binary or you could be trans or whatever and you know there is still a very high possibility i'll find you attractive um (laughs) so but there's like a term called pansexual which is like the new term for it um but I've always identified as bisexual because pansexual was not a term when I was young. Right. So, yeah. but you were either gay or bi. Like those were the two options if you were, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and so I've just always identified as bi. So now that they're doing bi plus, that makes me happy because that it basically means the same thing as pansexual. Yeah. But yeah. it makes me feel better because I'm like, oh yeah, I just feel a little plus by it, and therefore everybody knows. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so yes, I identify as bi plus, uh, I also identify as Mm non-binary and so pronouns being they, them. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, that's, so I've been bi plus for as long as I actually have been interested in having relationships with people. My first major romantic, you know, relationship was with, um, a girl and, uh, and so that's just always been part of my personality for as long as I can remember. Um, non-binary is something that I've come to recently, like within the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. that's been a cool journey to have. And I've talked about that on the show already. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of that, I'm like, you know, <sighs> part of the community, yes. But I'm going to go ahead and say right here that even though like this is my home, and mm-hmm. it means a lot to me. I, I'm not going to claim to be speaking for the entire community because everybody in this community has very unique and, you know, um, specific ideas and feelings and perspectives. So it's not like you could be like, Devin, speak for the entire queer community. And I'd be like, yes, because I said it, therefore it applies <laughs> to everyone and everyone agrees with me because that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to approach our conversation today with giving you my perspective uh, a little bit about like greater historical context and then um you know if and then yeah but just kind of put those together but mostly i'll be like these are my personal experiences and how i feel because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that's all i can say um as far as how things work um 
All right. Anyway, so what pride means to me, uh, a little bit about pride and like why we celebrate it and why it's kind of a big deal. Um, on June 28th, 1969, uh, there was the Stonewall riots. Are you familiar with that at all? The Stonewall hmm. uprising? Nope. Okay. I will tell you about this. So basically, okay. um, there was there's a building in uh, New York City called the Stonewall Inn, and mm-hmm. it used to be a gay club in Greenwich Village, basically. Like, it was a lesbian and gay bar. And so people would come there uh, and feel like they could be safe. But... Mm-hmm the police would always raid these bars and be like, okay, you know, we're taking everybody to jail because you weren't supposed to be gay or lesbian or, Uh. um, or transgender or be engaging in these types of relationships or these types of, uh, you know, back then, like, so Mm -hmm. they would go and basically put everyone to jail. Mm -hmm. So finally people just got tired of it. And so during the Stonewall riots, there was a big, uprising against the police who were coming in to do this raid and they were just like oh no you know what forget you and (laughs) the the people fought back and then it ended up being like a huge it lasted for uh, several nights um it was a huge thing and it really kind of started the gay rights movement as we know it so Mm -hmm. that was the i don't know like the flame you know like the the spark that started at all okay. and a year after that in uh, ni- june 28th 1970 or june 28th 1970 i think that's what i just said but i'm saying it again uh then you had the first pride parade so they called it christopher street liberation day because okay. uh stonewall was on christopher street um okay and uh that was the first ever gay pride marches in U.S. history was cool. on the anniversary of that. And so yeah. now every June, whenever we're celebrating pride and doing, you know, pride parades and things of that nature, what we're basically doing is remembering that particular moment in history as, you know, the beginning of when we were able to, you know, be <laughs> allowed to be people, real people in the world. Yeah. Um, through this very long process, obviously, that we're still going through today. But anyway, so whenever I think about what pride means to me, it's that, you know, in relationship to uh, the history. And for me personally, my first pride parade, they actually called it Christopher Street Day. And it was in Germany. It was in Aachen, Germany. Uh Uh, Not Aachen. um, Bonn, I think. No, no, no. Sorry. Cologne. It was in one of those cities that I saw went to Germany, but they yeah. did um, Christopher Street Day in June when I was there. Um, and it was just amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, I love this. Uh, so that was like my first real pride parade that I got to see and be part of. Yeah. Um, in like 2005, <laughs> I believe. Okay. So it's been a while, but yeah. anyway. And uh, yeah, so that's been... It's been really cool for me ever since to like do that. So anyway, okay, that's. I will uh-huh. ramble on unless you tell me to shut up. So <laughs> okay, uh, okay, and we have lots of questions to get through. <laughs> yes, okay, I need a buzzer. That's like right. okay, yeah, I'll give Ding. you a timer. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so next I'm going to jump to pronouns. Okay. Um, and okay, so there's a growing trend in the public spaces, which we kind of just talked about businesses being more diverse and inclusive um, right but we know sometimes 
uh, that may or may not go too far. So my question here is, with the growing trend in public spaces and in the workplace for all people to display their preferred pronouns, whether they are a part of the queer community or not, um, so can you help me understand why this is important? Is the goal for everyone to display them? And if so, why? Okay. Yeah, I can definitely explain this to you. Um, and I have a couple of quotes from different things that I'll put in show notes too. Um, there's one from GLSN. Um, and this is a good quote, which I think kind of explains it. Wait, what's GLSN? It is. That's a good question. It is the, <laughs> what are you? GSLN? GSLN? Well, I guess it, of, you can just tell what you don't have to tell us what it stands for, but like, is it? It's an internet resource for yes. It's internet. It's a Pride season. We continue to our mission to create safe and inclusive schools for LGBTQ plus youth. Blah. So the, it's a uh, organization that does that. I don't know what that actually like what the acronym stands for, but they are there to serve members of every school community. Oh, and school, so okay. They explain the reasoning behind. Uh, doing these pronouns is that or having everyone display their pronouns it gives everyone in the room the opportunity to self-identify instead of assuming someone's identity or what pronouns they use Mm -hmm. um and then also kind of going from that there's another site called the blackburn center now you're gonna ask me what that is so now i gotta go (laughs) look it up really fast uh (laughs) things i could like you know actually have done this ahead of time um But it's another LGBTQ organization in Pennsylvania that's um, working to help protect victims of domestic violence and sexual violence. Um, But they also do a lot of other work in their community. And in that website, one of their quotes is, when cisgender people take the lead in sharing their pronouns, it reduces the stigma in talking about gender pronouns. Mm, It also signals to others that you are an ally. Okay, yeah. Um, all of that to say that the trend or the push as workplaces become more diverse for this to be something that everyone does is to create that space so that people can, you know, actually feel comfortable sharing what their pronouns are, even though, you know, especially if they're pronouns that people would not automatically assume for, yes. that is you know would be attached to that person yeah and um go ahead well because i was gonna say because it is awkward to like you want to ask somebody but you're like am i going mm-hmm. to offend them if i ask them because then it'd be like oh are you assuming that i don't identify this way or why right. you know whatever so it is it's even harder which i know so both sides it's harder for someone that wants to use different pronouns it's hard for them to initiate that but it's also hard for someone that wants to try to be respectful to ask the question so it's hard both ways right right yeah. so if like everybody if there is an understanding or a mechanism that allows everybody to be like oh yeah let's go around and introduce ourselves or it's on our you know signature i'm Devin alley they them like mm-hmm. you know everybody knows yeah <laughs> and then yeah exactly it's done um as opposed to but you know it's good like if i were just to out myself and be like yes i'm Devin alley they them and nobody mm-hmm. else was doing it it would feel really really awkward and <laughs> right. spoiler, spoiler alert i wouldn't and don't do it if i don't have yeah. like if there isn't an existing mechanism for me to like tag on like i'm yeah. happy to be like yes i identify they them you know uses for me if if there's like a 
um, uh, structure in place for me to do that with. But if mm-hmm. there's not a structure, I'm not going to like create a structure. I'm shy and introverted and <laughs> very insecure. And I'm not going to mm-hmm. be the person who does that. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and so I wanted to share a couple of things from my own personal experience related to pronouns and like how big of a deal it is. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned before, my non-binary journey is is relatively recent. And in the like winter of 2020, we were doing this church event at the Highlander Center where we were basically mentoring um, high school youth in the UU community. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the mentors. And so I was there participating. And it was the first time I think I'd been at a meeting where everybody shared their, like you went around the circle and everybody shared their pronouns. It's just part of the introduction. Mm-hmm. Like share your name, your pronouns, you know, what you take want to take away from this meeting or whatever. So it was just like part mm-hmm. of the icebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so whenever it came to me, I was able to, I didn't, I was able to actually use they, them. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that feels really cool. Yeah. And then people in the room started referring to me as they, them. Yeah. And I was like, and I had not, it hadn't happened yet. Like I hadn't been in a space where people were referring to me as they, them yet. It was the first time that I was like, I'm mm-hmm. going to try this pronoun. Yeah. Um, and it felt amazing. Um, so that was, that was really, really, really cool. Um, and then another kind of similar situation was when I went to Planned Parenthood for my, um, uh, annual exam, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I had decided I wanted to go to Planned Parenthood because I had gone there in the past and I really liked the way they did things. And I was not really thrilled with my gynecologist at the time. So mm-hmm. I was like, I will go and get checked out at Planned Parenthood. And so I go in there and they have all of this signage about like accepting, you know, all these different, you know, accepting your gender identity, however you identify um, all of this stuff. And then you go into your like questionnaire and they have like several different options for gender, you know, like it's yeah. not just male, female, um, non-binary was an option. So I got to actually wow. put that down. And, uh, and then instead of like assuming anything, they were like, you know, do you primarily have sex, you know, with women do you primarily have sex with men do you have primarily have sex with do you have sex with basically everybody like it was very much like it wasn't gonna assume that just based on your sexuality you're you do one thing or the other it's just like yeah and actually it didn't say men or women i'm sorry let me rephrase that mm-hmm. it did not even say that it said do you have sex with people with vaginas do you have sex with people oh, okay. with penises? so yeah. that way it made it very inclusive and yeah. so i don't know i just felt like especially going to doctors in the Southeast. Oh yeah. I have never, never Stacy been Mm -hmm. honest with any of my doctors ever about who I have sex with or what my sexuality is or, um, what my history, like I have not, yeah, I am never honest about these things. Like they always Mm -hmm. ask you, um, mm-hmm. especially whenever you go to gynecological exam and I'm just like, I can't have this conversation with this person. Um, I don't feel comfortable doing that, but yeah. in this space I was able to, and it was yeah. really awesome no. that I felt like I cried. I like literally cried yeah. because I felt like just so relieved that there was a space that I could just be honest, just mm-hmm. totally be me yeah, and, and not feel judged. Right. Right. 
And then with the recent stuff at work, um, we have not gotten to the point where people have um, put their uh, pronouns on um, signatures or anything like that yet. Mm -hmm. But part of what is happening with this new diversity inclusion um, initiative is that the the director that we hired is giving out a lot of like swag items, right? Mm -hmm. So like pins and buttons and and things of that nature. And you can choose what you want. Um, But a lot of people are picking the pronoun pins to show, to signal that they are allies and that, you know, we can have this conversation. And so I got a they them pin. And so I have Mm -hmm. it on my lanyard and, you know, I saw that the other day in one picture you posted. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm able to like, because there is a structure Mm -hmm. that I can like have this conversation in, then it makes it a lot easier for me to be as out as I would like to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So, but this is also, we talked offline before we started. Um, That was where I discovered the straight ally logo. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Because there were like lots of different buttons and there was this one that was like, I don't know this. This it looks tri- like Pink Floyd, but like a rainbow Pink Floyd <laughs> right, album like cover. Rainbow <laughs> Pink Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I was like, "Why are there? Why are there black and white stripes?" And yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I found out. Oh, that's the ally flag. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that was really neat. Yeah. Um, so that is. Uh, that that's another button that a lot of people have. And that's also really cool because people will wear the ally button. And I'm like, okay, I know that you're cisgendered and straight mm-hmm. because you're an ally and that's how you're identifying right now. Um, but I also know that you are an ally. So like, you're going to yeah. advocate for me and I can feel comfortable being myself around you. Yeah. So that's, it's really cool. It's actually made uh, that part of my work environment a lot more pleasant uh, in nice. the last like two or three weeks. <laughs> that's yeah. It's really neat. So what I'm learning with this, us just discovering the terms Spy Plus and the ally flag is that this community needs a better marketing department. That's what, <laughs> <I've been, laughs> what I'm realizing. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, well, I um, mean, it's like, you know, anything on the internet, right? Like well, any, yeah. with the information that comes out today, there's so much stuff all of the yeah. time. It's hard to keep up. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. There, there'll be other, I'm going to be sharing other things that I discovered as I was researching this that I didn't even know about as we go along. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, So one more quick question to tag on to that discussion about the pronouns is, is there, okay, from what I know, there's only uh, he, he, him, she, her, and they, them. Is there a group of pronouns for people that are still kind of figuring it out? Or is there other ones that I don't know about? Um, There are a lot of different pronouns. Um, I think it's Z, Zay, if I'm remembering correctly. And then there's X, E, which I don't, I don't even know how to say. I'll be honest. I feel bad. Um, but it's just, it's, I haven't met anyone who yeah. uses those pronouns. So we haven't had a conversation. So mm-hmm. I haven't heard it out loud. I've just seen it written down. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but there are a lot of different, basically like a lot of non-binary people, especially will pick um different types of pronouns to refer to themselves because they don't want to be they them because that's a plural and it, yeah. it can be confusing which i understand <laughs> yeah. right exactly like you have to 
start referring to yourself in the plural. <laughs> yeah. Which is, it's like, I know I've gained a few pounds, but I'm not two people. <laughs> um, but uh, some other tips, though, related to this is as you're putting together. Um, oh, sorry. I didn't answer your other question about is there a um, pronoun specifically for people who are mm-hmm. questioning things? Mm-hmm. Um, there isn't one that's like designated to it, but mm-hmm. people are, I mean, you're allowed to call yourself whatever you want, right? Like yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's the whole point. Like take mm-hmm. on whatever identity you want, even if it's one that you, um, you know, that you're not entirely sure about. You can always change your mind later. That is absolutely fine. Yeah. You are allowed. Um, and uh, I know one of the things I've seen, and that it's definitely was true for me, is that people who start to kind of explore it might use two different pairs of pronouns. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. A couple, like the like I saw one the other day that was they, she, or something right, like that. Right. Right. And yeah. like I was she, they for a while because I was yeah. like still trying to figure it out, and I didn't want to like you know, and still to this inconvenience day, like, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's what I thought. <laughs> exactly it um and still to this day like i'm not i mean i misgender myself all the time so i'm like i'm yeah. not like gonna whip crap somebody because they yeah. accidentally use the wrong pronoun for me right um right but uh but the other side of that is just if somebody does refer to me as they them i like glow and i'm mm-hmm. like so happy um yeah so that's you know that's the cool thing but the other two yeah. things i was gonna say too is Another good rule of thumb is to just use gender neutral language in general. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't know someone's gender or if you're talking about a group of people, yeah. um, they, y'all, y'all's my favorite, um, yeah. friends, folks, instead of like ladies and gentlemen or mm-hmm. boys and girls, like just, you know, friends. Yeah. Um, there's somebody at work who, uh, whenever he calls us or writes emails, it's always like, hello, my friend. Um, yeah. Which is like the best thing, like because I yeah. even before the gender thing, I hated ma'am. Like, oh yeah, I don't like to be called that. Yeah. Um, but I would never want to be called sir either. Right. And so y- you want to be a little bit formal. But I like if you just say hello, my friend. Like that's formal ish. Mm-hmm. But there's like I don't know. It just makes me feel good. So. Oh yeah, because is there a formal for they them? Ah, uh, like a like if you're saying sir ma'am um yeah i feel like i did actually come across something and now i forget what it was because i didn't like it um oh okay (laughs) the thing that i did find that i do like so you know how you have miss and miss ms and mr and stuff like that so a non-binary way to to have that honorific at the beginning is mix so like mx dot oh yeah okay and I really like that. I like yeah. mix. I like the idea of being mixed, Devin. Yeah. 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 I like that too. So, um, yeah. Anyway. Um, all right. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious because I like, I always liked, um, and I could be totally wrong about this definition, but on the religion side, um, people that are kind of like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Or not that I don't care, but just like, I don't, I'm not making a decision at this moment. It's like agnostic or whatever. It's kind oh, of like I take I agnostic. Um, and so we know we've kind of talked about me and labels and so, uh, not caring for labels. And so I kind of like that because it's like, I don't have to commit to one way or the other. I can just say I'm agnostic and it's just like, whatever, you know, like, right. right. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
That's why I was curious. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, well, I mean, there is a term, um, and we'll get into it probably a little bit later, but there is a term called questioning. Um, okay. Which is, you know, kind of an umbrella term for people who haven't figured it out or, you know, or thinking yeah. maybe they might be interested or, you know, might might yeah. be queer in some way, but aren't quite sure how. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's that. There's, um, I know some individuals I've talked to have talked about the fact that they don't necessarily feel strongly, you know, male or female, um, but they also don't necessarily feel like they feel not strongly enough to make a big deal mm-hmm. out of it. So they're just like, yes, I'm she, her, I identify as a woman, but like not, I, I really just see myself as a human. And, right, yeah. You know, so yeah. Like, yeah. that's valid too. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also my spouse, Thomas, who mm-hmm. uh, refers to, well, sometimes refers to himself and I always refer to him as mostly straight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. So there's also the mostly straight category. Yeah, yeah. It, it, doesn't, get a, it doesn't get a letter. Um, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's a good segue. And okay. I just want to say that we're, this is only question number three. I was worried about not having enough questions to take up the time. So boy, was I wrong. You were wrong. Um, I knew you'd be so, wrong. That's why I didn't yeah. come up with anything extra. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So my next one is actually about, uh, you just said uh, spouse. Right. And it's about the term partner. So um, can you help me understand the use of the term partner when referring to a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, etc.? Um, because what I'm curious is like, is it used because partner is truly preferred mm-hmm. or is it used because someone is trying to be ambiguous to avoid judgment? Uh, Cause I know that I felt like the word, the term partner started long ago. Right. And, it did. It did. Yeah. And, um, I guess, I guess we can start there. So let me, let me stop there. There's more to the question, but let me, let me stop there. So sure. is it, uh, because it's preferred or just, yeah, because of the worried about judgment yeah this was an interesting one because it does the word partner has a very long history mm-hmm. um and i'll i i found a little bit of that i'll put that in um show notes as well but like you know at the very beginning partner was really like and i'm saying like back in you know the 1800s or whatever like mm-hmm. <laughs> before yeah. it started being used in this way um it was really just for uh, just for heterosexual couples mm-hmm. um and then as like things moved on it really a lot of times it was used by uh the queer community to talk about their partners in part to be safe yeah. um because they it wasn't legal they could get in trouble you know so like mm-hmm. and also because they wanted to have a non-gender term for it yeah. um and so they they started using it that way um but then as you know things have progressed so it was, it was primarily used as a queer term for mm-hmm. your partner up until I would say like maybe the 2000s, like a, a mm-hmm. very long time. But then as uh, times changed and, you know, marriage became legalized and all of this stuff changed, a lot of um, straight people started using partner, sometimes mm-hmm. to show that they were allies, sometimes mm-hmm. because they felt like the word 
you know, was a better way to refer to their um, girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever Mm -hmm. than just, you know, their girlfriend or boyfriend. Like that sounds, especially when Mm -hmm. you're older and you have like a serious Mm. relationship with somebody. Yeah. um, But you're not married. Like girlfriend or boyfriend sounds really infantile. Yeah. (laughs) This does not describe, right? Right. Yeah. This is. Um, Well, and also the whole... I think couples are trying to be more fair or equal. And right, so partner yes. could also be partners in like, you know, your partners in that life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, I have a, a quote. I have lots of quotes that I got. Okay. Um, this was one from uh, somebody who is, uh, oh, this is from the a Vice article. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, from a queer relationship. Though we're married, the term partner also dispels some of the ownership associated with the institution institution of marriage calling for a more active relationship and an equal dynamic we're not simply partners in love and sex till death do us part but we're partners in crime partners in life partners in charades for better Mm -hmm. or for worse Mm -hmm. and i was like oh i like that (laughs) i do too so um but all of that to say (laughs) there's a lot of debate out there of who should use the term partner um and like whether or not it should just like the the queers have had it for so long like it really belongs to the queers don't don't co-opt it straight people oh okay so there's even okay so that's even another side i didn't even think of but they're like this is ours don't steal it right exactly exactly um so that's part of the conversation and then part of it is also kind of like what you said is it you know is it for concealing or is it for signaling um, are you just trying to explain what the relationship is like itself? Or are you, is your partner truly somebody who you couldn't easily, like, you know, Thomas calls me his spouse or his right. partner because mm-hmm. like, what else is he going to call me? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not really another word, um, mm-hmm. you know? And so being able to traverse those gender norms is also a good thing too. And like some people mm-hmm. are talking about the fact that I don't want to be a wife or a husband because it has like these biblical con- connotations. So mm. there's a lot of reasons to use the term partner. Um, and so I don't really have a good answer for you as to yeah. why, like that's a situation where you just have to get to know the people and then okay. figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why are they actually using that and you know you you would get a clue if they've been using partner like in mixed company and then these are people who you get to know and Mm -hmm. then in you know one-on-ones or whatever these people say yeah my husband or yeah my boyfriend Mm -hmm. (gasps) as opposed to my partner like that might give you a clue yeah okay so because let me tell you the way the reason this kind of came up was because at work I work very closely with two, uh, I work very closely with a gay man and a lesbian woman, right? Okay. And uh, so often conversations, whatever. And both of them use the term partner. And in my head, every time I'm like, I almost have like this pity because I'm like, I want to be like, you know, it's okay to say my, well, one of them's married, the, the lady's married and the, right. the guy is just has a, a, a partner. Uh, um, and so I want to, I want to be like, if you want to say wife, say wife, you know? Right. And um, so um, the first, definitely the first, I don't know, probably like five times that the lady referenced her wife, she said partner, but today of all days, which is even more perfect, <laughs> That's uh, awesome. she said my wife, blah, blah, blah. And I yes. was like, yeah. Yes. It made me so happy. Right. Right. Oh. So. 
Yeah. And I think that that has a lot to do with it is that a lot of times you use the term partner to try to like not make people feel uncomfortable about it Mm -hmm. or to, you know, just (laughs) be able to be more PC in places where people might not like it. You know, because so especially, I don't know how old this lady is, um, Mm -hmm. but if she's my age or above. 50-ish. Okay. Yes. I'd say 50-ish. Then definitely. like She's retiring in like four years. So definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Um, Yeah. Us old queers, um, <laughs> we we grew up in a time where like the biggest thing that you heard was, you know, if for the people who were accepting, oh, you can be gay, but just don't throw it in our face, right? Like, oh, don't wow. ask, don't tell was a big yes. thing. When oh, I was, yes. You okay. know, like uh, there yeah. was this whole concept that we were enmeshed in as growing up and, mm-hmm. and that like you, you didn't... You could you could be out, but you didn't want to be flamboyant about it, right? Right, yeah. Uh, So you had to like you you had to rein it in just a little bit. Now, obviously, as I've gotten older, um, I have just run out of fucks to give and have become much more (laughs) like whatever. Um, Yeah. But uh, I mean, that was definitely the way I lived my life for a very long time. Yeah. If I had ended up with um, a wife instead of thomas even though sometimes i do think thomas is my wife which is <laughs> yeah part of the I think reason so why i call him spouse uh, yeah is because truly i i think that i'm the husband and and he's the wife in this relationship sometimes yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but yeah like it's um it's it's something that if i'd had a wife i would have definitely been a partner my partner my partner my spouse yeah. i would have never like until i got to know someone really well and yeah. i knew that they would be cool with it then i'd be like my wife and then that would be like a big deal so yeah that's cool. yeah so okay so then related so is there a way to kind of let someone know like hey it's cool you know i know i you know i'm cool with the fact that you're gay and like you have a boyfriend or, or that you have a girlfriend that you have a wife is there a way to kind of message that without being awkward and just being like, say, hey, like, cool. don't say that. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I'm cool with you being gay. Like, that yeah. would not be what you want to say. <laughs> don't do that. No? Okay. Got it. Noted. <laughs> not the right way to go about it. Yeah. Um, I think it's just something kind of has to naturally happen. I mean, you, you saw it happen, right? Like, yeah. once yes. you get to know somebody and you you know you at the first time what i'd say one of the best ways to do it you get to know someone there you you're both going to share stuff about your lives eventually mm-hmm. you're going to either figure it out or no right yeah yeah and then at that point like it's okay for you to you know ask like <gasps> asking about weekends yeah. like hey how's you know How, what did you and your wife do this weekend right exactly exactly yeah. so yeah um letting them know that you're that you're not shying away from that subject like mm-hmm. you're you're treating that part of their lives the way you would treat that part of their of the life of anybody like yeah. asking about kids and wife and family and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that's going to help them feel comfortable like yeah this is a safe space so that yeah. would be my suggestion okay. for okay. that and then specifically in the workplace is there a way to make the word or maybe the conversation and maybe it just when the conversation switches it's better but um is there a way to make it less confusing because it using the term partner in the workplace is really confusing so explain to me exactly like when this has been confusing (laughs) okay so it's not confusing okay so like in the way that i was just talking about as in 
very specific coworkers, it's not confusing. Mm-hmm. But when it's confusing is when you're talking to someone that is not someone that you work with, but you may be in a business setting. So, okay. for example, I wasn't in a business setting in this specific example, but you'll get what I'm talking about. So I was talking to this lady on a plane and, uh, you know, so I just met her and we were just kind of chatting and she's like, uh, you know, she was, had just graduated and she was working on some kind of like, uh, she was going to an interview, blah, 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 whatever. And she's like, my partner, blah, blah, blah. And so for the first like half of the conversation, I thought she meant like business partner, based on okay yeah because i don't think i don't think she was a lawyer but something like for example i used to work in an architecture firm and they are partners or like the um a dentist can have multiple dentists in one office and then you're like you're partners of the dentistry um and so because partner like co-owners of a business are also called partners it's sometimes confusing when you're trying to talk business right right yeah uh I think you just have to let's look at context clues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, obviously it comes out like, if you know, she's not going to be like, my partner went, we went to a movie this weekend. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. You know, obviously it's clear in that case. But yeah, there's been a couple of times where I've been confused on just like, and I've had to listen. I've had, I couldn't respond. I had to listen for a few more sentences to figure out the right. context, you know? Right. So, okay. Yeah. Just curious. Yeah. Yeah, that's I, okay. that's what I would suggest because there's just not really. I mean, there's a lot of words that are like that, right? In in yeah. the English language that mean two different things, and a lot of times they get mixed up, and you're like, wait, what are you talking about again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, binders, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect oh example. Oh my god, I was Perfect. having a conversation with a lady today at the the pride uh, thing at work, and yeah. she was talking. She has a, a non-binary teen child. Mm-hmm. And was talking about her child asking for a binder, and um, <laughs> and she was on the computer, was only half listening, and was just like, "Well, I'm sure I've got some extra that I got from like, Home Depot, or yes! not Home Depot, but See? Office Depot." Yeah, <laughs> and I laughed so hard because I thought Ooh. of you. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was so excited when you said you bought a binder. I was, oh, I love finally. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> oh, someone shares my love of office supplies. Exactly, oh, you've been waiting yeah. your whole life for this. Yep. Um, okay. So yes. now the next question. Yes. Uh, this one. Uh, this one requires a little bit of uh, something that you have to see before, which I'm assuming you did. But yes, I um, did. So okay. <laughs> so there's a movie coming out yes. called Bros. Yes. And I'll um, put and so the. Right- uh, I'll put the trailer Trailer and show notes yeah yeah Uh, because it's not coming out for a couple months but there's been this trailer and some articles and stuff like that and so uh okay so i want to talk about that or rather actually the argument being tackled by the movie because i was watching this trailer and the premise for the film is that a gay man is asked to write a traditional rom-com about a gay couple but he's mad about it because they're wanting him to make it like a traditional, you know, right, rom-com. right. And he's and he and he makes the point that the relationships aren't the same and the friendships aren't the same and like right. it's not the same. Um, so I was curious about your thoughts on that commentary. Yeah, no, that was really good stuff because that's probably one of the biggest. I mean, he's he's the person who's actually doing it, right? He's he's giving you that critique, but one yeah. of the critiques that you get is. There's a lot of queer visibility to a certain extent mm-hmm. in popular culture, but 
it's almost like it's I don't I want to turn the want to use the term whitewashing or cis washing mm-hmm. I guess like yeah it's, it's made to almost be like your typical straight you know like it, yeah you're gonna have a romance that's gonna be just like um the romance that a man and a woman have Right. Um, and that's just not the case because mm-hmm. the culture is very different. Yes. Um, and I mean, it, and you can get into a lot of stuff here because there's there's like the urban gay male culture. And then there's mm-hmm. like, you know, and we talked about this before, like the difference between urban and, and uh, country when mm-hmm. it comes to queerness. Like that's a mm-hmm. that's different. Mm-hmm. Um but then also the lesbian culture is a little bit different than the um, you know gay male culture. So a lot of it is very different. But speaking specifically about like the gay male culture, mm-hmm. some of the major things that are kind of different from just at first blush um, is like non-monogamy is very widely mm-hmm. accepted um, yeah. in gay male culture. Uh, sex positivity is really big and so romance looks very different in space where Wait, what's not, sex positivity sex positivity basically like sex isn't uh, a means to procreation right obviously oh, oh, well, in this situation yeah. <laughs> sex isn't something you have to wait to do till you're married sex okay. is something you do because bodies feel good man Okay. Okay. Um, and so, if you're, if you, <laughs> it's almost like if you, if you've ripped off the bandaid and you're, you're, you're sitting to this degree anyway, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about the puritanical views of right. sex that our culture has, right? So you're living yeah. in a different space um, just because of the way that you're living your life, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah. So it's it is very very different. I, I, some of the things that I thought were really like one of the scenes in the preview that I thought was like very indicative of that was mm-hmm. like that showed the two like romantic leads kissing and then mm-hmm. it panned out and yeah. like one of the guys was leaving and you saw that there were two other guys giving them blowjobs. <laughs> right. Like, yep, yeah. Yep. That's about it. <laughs> that's about right. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, and I'm not going to say it because obviously everybody's different. Everybody has different lifestyles. Um, yeah. But the most domestic male couple that I know, like they have children and they're very, you know, involved in the community and they do all of this stuff and they're, you know, they they keep, they have a beautiful house, they're married. Like they're also, they're non-monogamous. Like they have a partner that they share, right? Mm-hmm. So like I don't know off the top of my head <laughs> a, a gay male couple that is monogamous that's completely wow. and solely monogamous i'm sure yeah. they exist but mm-hmm. that gives you an idea of how much a part of that culture that idea is yeah um, and because of that it's not going to be the same you know trope it's not going to be the right. same story so yeah. I really, I'm excited about the movie. It looks really Me good. Too. And I love the fact that they're doing that. Um, and it's interesting because one of the, another one of the parts of the preview, it had like all these different types of queer people at a table. I think mm-hmm. maybe like planning oh, a yeah. pride thing. And yeah. it was like, you know, the bi week versus the lesbian <laughs> month versus yeah. the, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so true of the infighting in this particular community. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good, a good film. Yeah. So, anyway. Good. Me too. And I loved, because I loved that commentary. I really, I wasn't sure if that was the right emotion to have, but that was my emotion to have. Uh, because um, 
the um it made me kind of think it was like wait yeah that's right like what society does is they try to make everything the same like oh right. see gay people are fine they're just like us right you know it's yes. like it's all the same and but things aren't the same and and that's okay right and so i think we should be normalizing the differences like appreciate it like a culture you know how like people are like oh i want to go to france because they do these things you know they do xyz right. like it should be the same thing you yes. know it should be like celebrating and normalizing the differences um so but the, yeah. but the question is, you know, how do you do that without defaulting to the idea that differences are okay because everything is really the same? Does that yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, whenever I was a kid, um, the the anti-racist idea that everybody yeah. had was, uh-huh. well, I don't see color. Um, right. Yes, and, right. <laughs> and it, that's this exactly the same thing, right? Yes. Because it invalidates the the experience of the of race and the culture that's around that race. And in the same way for this, you know, you know, I don't <laughs> obviously gay people are just like us. Doesn't mm-hmm. that invalidates the experience of queer yeah. culture? <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, because that does inform individuality and individual lives. So mm-hmm. um so I think that that's something that that we're definitely going through right now. Um, you know, one of the things that we just talked about were like the differences in cultures and lifestyles. And mm-hmm. I feel like our mainstream kind of our mainstream kind of Puritan culture that, you know, was created because if you think about it, let's think about it historically. Right. The mainstream mm-hmm. white culture of America was has has descended from Puritans who came over here <laughs> and were just like, yeah. you know, don't look at somebody who <laughs> who has something above the Don't, ankles or you know you right, yeah. flog yourself like 500 times and yeah like they were definitely and you can see that you can see the puritan culture in american culture all the time and i feel like that is threatened by the reality of queer spaces mm-hmm. um so in order to like be quote unquote okay with the gays yeah <laughs> society yeah. basically like created this domesticated image like oh yes. no it's all right and mm-hmm. obviously some people fall into that like i'm probably one of the domesticated queers if you're <laughs> you know like i i go out and party sometimes but mostly i'm like okay you know i'm just gonna play with my kids yeah. in the backyard um, right yeah so i would say that i might be one of those people um but there's a lot of people who don't and are it's like it's so bad that there are movements within our community. I think that Thomas refers to them as the Tinder queers. So yeah. they're like really young and mm-hmm. they're they don't understand the history behind. Yeah. So like they will be the ones who say, Hey, we should stop wearing fetish gear and leather at Pride Parades because mm-hmm. that's not what being queer is about. But <laughs> It is. It is. Right. That is part of our history. Like, yeah. you know, fetish gear and S&M and leather daddies and like all of that is part mm-hmm. of our history. And also, why can't we just be okay with fetish gear? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's what I want. I want us to normalize fetish gear. <laughs> right. <laughs> just all be comfortable with whips and, you know, ball gags yeah. and just just get over it, y'all. This yeah. is yeah. this is fine. There's nothing wrong with the shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You might not like it and that is fine, but just be yeah. okay with other people being right. Like it. So, right. Yeah. I don't know if we want to call that like uh familiarizing or if we want to call it like 
yeah comfort wise like just being comfortable <laughs> around people who are fucking different than you right yeah exactly <laughs> comfort with differences yeah so yes yeah. anyway okay um okay so um all right well then let's jump to we talked about being an ally a little bit so now um are there any common misconceptions about being an ally that you want to talk about and what i mean by that which is kind of what kind of led to me wanting to ask you some of these questions right yeah like like things that people often get wrong even though they're trying to be helpful but it's like no 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 well kind of like you explained with the partner thing like you're kind of stealing their term i'm not saying that's exactly because you're saying it's mixed but that example so yeah common misconceptions um, about being an ally that you want to talk about. Sure, okay. absolutely. Like, and I think that the first thing is what you're already doing, right? Understand right. that this is a complicated space and mm-hmm. be humble, be willing to learn and be willing to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, none of us know everything. Um, yeah. And especially whenever you're an ally coming into the space, like understanding that there's a lot to learn and mm-hmm. being, you know, having that humility to say, I don't know it, I'm going to screw up. I apologize in advance. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, basically help me not screw up. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, that's part of it, right? And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, so I think that you're doing that already. Um, I would say some other things that allies often, or some things that would be helpful for allies to do is to also understand, like, the privilege of being cisgender, the privilege of being um, heterosexual, right? Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of things that you do not have to worry about. Yeah. And <laughs> you are in these particular uh, spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're able to, if you end up in the emergency room, you don't have to worry that your gender is going to keep you from receiving appropriate treatment. Mm-hmm. Um your identify is not con- your identity is not considered a mental pathology, right? Like wow, yeah. There are a lot of things that I think that a lot of straight um, cisgender people don't think about, and so just you know understanding that this is a place of privilege that you come from that there not everybody gets this, and being willing to use that privilege to give a voice to other people. So mm-hmm. you know being willing to advocate for people. Um, yeah. Whenever they are uh, in trouble, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a good article, which I'll link to, uh, that talks about kind of like the five common mistakes but, that are made by well-meaning oh. allies. Okay. Um, some of them we've already talked about, like making assumptions, you know, just mm-hmm. assuming that people are who they seem to be. Um, yeah. Another thing I wanted to say is also you really got to be careful about outing people because Uh not Uh everybody wants to be out to everybody. Um, Okay. And so making sure that people are able to, you are creating a space where people feel comfortable telling you and being open with you, and then you being in that space with that person and someone else, and then allowing that person to have the opportunity to share or not depending on how they feel in that space. So you wouldn't want to be okay. like, hey, this is Mary and her wife is awesome. Like, yeah. let, let Mary make that <laughs> announcement if, yeah. if it comes up, you know, in okay. that situation. So yeah. just be careful about um, outing people. Uh, also, invasive questions, that's another thing. Like, 
and especially this is this is something happens a lot with trans uh, individuals because people will ask like, well, did you did you get the surgery? You know, are oh, you on wow, hormones? Yeah. You know, what's yeah. that like for you? And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, no, <laughs> yeah, like, please right. don't, please do not ask these questions. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so make sure that you're not overstepping those boundaries. Um, and then another thing to keep in mind, I'll skip ahead to the last one here, is the idea that if you choose to be an ally, you've also chosen to be an advocate. So like if you're in, you know, um, a coffee bar space with like other coworkers, and mm-hmm. one of them makes a comment on, you know, oh, all of these uh, pronouns that people are using today, ha 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 ha. Um, like, don't laugh. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, be like, well, you know, actually these pronouns are really important. This is an important part of identity. Like, you know, something mm-hmm. as small as speaking up for somebody, because there might be someone in that group who identifies by different pronouns, but now feels really small and unable to actually voice that opinion. Yeah. Um, You know, that actually, like this literally happened to me. The two people who were involved in the conversation are actually no longer with my company. Mm -hmm. Um, Not related to that, but um, we were just having like a virtual coffee chat one morning and they both started kind of riffing on people who had who used they them as pronouns and wow. I was just like this is very awkward and because I identified like that I felt I did not feel like I had a space to say anything so I just kind of mm-hmm. like stared at my desk and felt really awkward and mm-hmm. you know red-faced yeah. um and yeah so like having an ally who will be like wait a minute like <laughs> there are people yeah. that's not cool um right. That's that's a very important thing. And then, of course, there's other levels of involvement, whether it's getting involved in, you know, a diversity organization at your work, whether or not it's, you know, getting involved with um, LGBTQIA plus uh, <laughs> items, <laughs> places, uh, spaces in your your neighborhoods or your cities like there are, there are different levels you can take that. But at minimum, like, you know, be willing to stand up and speak up for the people um, yeah in your spaces so yeah okay yes yeah. what that's, that's what good. i would say yeah um i'm glad you kind of stumbled on the <laughs> alphabet there because um or the letters there because that leads yes. into my next you're, you're just perfect into i'm so uh, good at this segues. uh but um I'm so i know there's a lot of yep yeah uh, i know monarch. there's a lot the what i said i have the segue monarch i was gonna say the segue queen i was like no and i was like nope. segue king and i was like no so i just no. had to say segue monarch <laughs> <laughs> all right works for me <laughs> um okay so i know there's a lot of criticism out there about the uh, about lgbtqia plus which it seems like it does grow good every job year. Uh, <laughs> thanks um about being a very cumbersome term to use. So yes. do you know if there's any conversations in the community about coming up with an easier term? <laughs> without, without trying to sound like a jerk, just curious. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that is fair. It is a lot. There's a lot to say. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I just flumbled over it at speaking yeah. just a minute ago. And here's the other thing is it's already grown. I didn't know. This is one oh of the things God. I found out <laughs> when I was doing research. So now it's, lgbtqia2s plus 
No, no, yes, Devin. It is. No. It is. It is. No, no, I'm not saying you're. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying stop adding characters. <laughs> but okay, so here's the issue. Here's the here's the reason why it is important, um, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> this started. So when we first started talking about the queer community, we just talked about gay people. Uh, yeah, you know, like in um, right after Stonewall, you had the Gay Liberation Front, the GLF. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everyone who fell into that category was gay. And then they made mm-hmm. a space for the lesbians. So then it was gay and lesbian people, basically. Mm-hmm. But that did not include transgendered people. That did not include uh, bisexual people. Mm-hmm. Um, later, like in the late 80s, early 90s, they added bisexual to mm-hmm. LGB. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, and with dragging of their feet, they added T to mm-hmm. it in like the mid nineties for transgendered. So it was like, Mm -hmm. there's a whole history behind adding all of these letters. The reason is because I mentioned before kind of laughing about it, the, the fighting in the infighting in the community, but this Mm -hmm. is a real issue because, um, there are, factions of the queer community who don't feel like transgender people belong right there are factions of the community that do not feel like bisexual people belong Mm -hmm. i dealt personally with a lot of prejudice against me for being openly bisexual when i was trying to date uh women in the queer community because the idea was why can't you just pick a side right yeah yeah um that's not who i am Um, right so part of the reason why this has continued to grow and continue that way that really just pisses me off and i doesn't have anything with me so i have no right to be pissed off but because the whole advocate are you an advocate what you can be an advocate this is you being an advocate okay well absolutely have a voice (laughs) yeah because the whole argument about the whole like like the uh, conservative argument about people being gay is like, well, that's a choice or when did you choose to be gay? So them telling you to choose a side is the same as someone telling them to choose not to be gay. Right. Yeah. No, that's true. That is absolutely true. It is. Okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. That's okay. It's not. Um, yeah. It's it's not a good thing. Um, no. No. And wow. But that is why I feel like it's improved a lot. In I would say the last ten years, but in the last mm-hmm. ten years, this uh, acronym has grown from LGBTQ to LGBTQIA2S+. <laughs> and the reason is because now there are a lot of other individuals in this uh, that are represented, and we want everyone to have a voice, right? Yeah, so it's all about le- inclusiveness, right? Exactly. So lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered. Q can stand for either queer or questioning. So that's mm-hmm. usually a slash queer questioning. Mm-hmm. Um, then the I is for intersex. So individuals who were born actually with two genders. Mm-hmm. Um, a is for the asexual community because there mm-hmm. are several people, out, several people, several thousands <laughs> of people, an entire community of people out yeah. there who, uh, you know, identify as asexual. And mm-hmm. then now the 2S stands for two-spirit. And the reason why that's important is because that is like a very specific type of uh, queer identity in indigenous culture. And mm-hmm. so wanting to make sure that we are giving space for that, um, especially because this is obviously a, a uh, an American term, right? Mm-hmm. Because these are all 
English words. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Like we want to make sure that we're giving space to uh, for them as well in this and including mm-hmm. them as part of this community as well. Um, mm-hmm. And then, of course, we always add the plus because there's so many other identities <laughs> out there, right? Yeah. I looked up like all of the flags that exist out there. Yeah. Uh, whenever we were like waiting to eat at Pride, me and me and Kess, and we were going mm-hmm. through them, and there's you know there's a lot. There are tons, and for me, more th- more the merrier. Um, is this a very hard acronym to say? Absolutely, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like it is important to stick by it, so that way you can demonstrate that you are being inclusive of all these identities and that you don't want to leave anybody out and that you're being proactive and thoughtful about that and the process of this. Now, that being said, I really don't think that you have to say the LGBTQIA2S plus community every single time that you are just talking about the community. Um, You could shorten it down to like the LGBTQ. Um, uh-huh. that would be fine. And then the other thing that I usually use is just queer as a term. That is. Yeah. A- I, I was going to ask that actually. Yes. I thought queer was an umbrella term. It is. But it is. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Queer refers to all of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so and then. That makes it a uh, lot easier. And I will often use the queer community because L- the LGBTQIA2 best plus community. Yeah while being a very important term yeah it's very hard to say all the time <laughs> yes yes so that is fair uh and i i always get the letters switched around which i guess it doesn't matter as long as they're in there but um i actually say actually it does matter huh? it does matter. Uh. <laughs> actually i don't know if they all matter as far as like how they're how they're put but there's there's a lot of thought into why l comes first because okay. of feminism. So like think about oh. when this was first um, termed in like the early 80s, right? LGB yeah. or LG. Uh, so lesbian was put first with the idea of feminism and mm-hmm. putting the women in the community at the beginning of the term. Yeah. So there is that. So so you said it's uh, LGBTQ. Wait, see, I always put the no, Q before okay. the T. That's on okay. 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 L-G-B-T-Q-I-A. And then you said the new part is 2-S, right? Right, yes. And then you said that stands for two spirits? Yes. So are the others going to get mad that two spirits have two letters in there? I don't think so. Instead of these ones have one letter? (laughs) I don't think so. Uh, I think that that is, you know. um, Who makes these decisions? That's a really good question. That I don't know the answer to. It ends up being just sort of like a... a, um, Internet... Yeah, like, you know, people start adding it in and they're like, you know what, you're right. Let's let's all start adding it in. And I mean, 2S plus is not like I see LGBTQIA plus much more than the 2S. But that was just what I happened upon when I was looking up more information about about the term and what it all means and why it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, So but I do like the fact that they've added it in. Um, So but yeah, it does make it. I know it makes it difficult. There is a quote, though, and I think that this is important, um, mm-hmm. which is everyone deserves a name, you know? Mm-hmm. So the more labels you have, the better, even though it can be a little bit <laughs> awkward for some of us to <laughs> say all of that. Um, uh-huh. But it's important. It's really important to give space to that. So when in doubt, just be more inclusive. Um, okay. But you can also just say queer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> And 
even th- I know it's usually said like in kind of not in a bad way, but in a lighthearted way. Is it offensive if people say alphabet soup? It is. Yes. Do not say that. <laughs> okay. 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 I thought it might be. So that's why I wanted to clarify. Yes, absolutely. That is definitely a an offensive way to refer to the acronym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Figured. thank you for making that clarification. Yes, you're welcome. Um, okay, so I think you answered. My next question was, is there a term for people still exploring, figuring out? So that was the questioning piece of the right. queue. Yes. Um, so then my last one is just uh, any other closing comments or things you'd like to share? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you just just be kind and treat people the way they want to be treated. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. mean, this is this is a touchy subject for a lot of people. A lot of people have a lot of really big feelings about it. Um, you know, in a lot of different ways. But at mm-hmm. the end of the day, I mean, and this is probably just me being old and Appalachian, but we are all human. Now we are all different. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just, you know, like it's okay, man. People do not have to be the same as you. They do not have to have the same life as you. You can mm-hmm. still be kind to them for the love of Pete. Um yeah. so that's my opinion. Um And then the other thing is just, you know, we all make mistakes. So when you make a mistake or you stumble or you do something that's offensive, you know, just own that mistake. When it happens, apologize and then do better next time. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Kess identifies as non-binary and but is not out. So Kess wants to be they them at home or in safe places like in pride parades or maybe at church. But at school, no. Nobody knows, like, um, except for maybe a couple of teachers. I think Kest has told a couple of teachers. Mm-hmm. And Kest does not even want to wear a rainbow tie-dyed shirt tomorrow. We're going to uh, Pride at the Zoo in mm-hmm. the evening. She mm-hmm. doesn't, they, see, I did it again. They do not even mm-hmm. want to wear a Pride shirt because they have a lot of anxiety about being out at school among friends. So, which is understandable. They're eight. well yeah but that is uh, that's kind of concerning that they don't feel like that's a safe space um well i think that you know you're you're eight and things are very embarrassing right like you're Mm -hmm. not there's a lot of stuff that that you probably aren't going to feel comfortable like they don't even want to be late to school because then their Mm -hmm. their friends might laugh at them right Mm -hmm. um so i feel like it's not so much that they feel like they're going to be bullied or something as much as they don't want to be embarrassed by being different or you know than anybody else Um, i thought they had shared it in a discussion they did and i don't think it turned out as as openers like i think they ended up confusing people more oh well yeah and so then they were like you know what nope i'm just gonna go back to being um to to being she that's fine yeah um but i do a really horrible job of misgendering them a lot and so I always apologize. Like, I'm sorry. I'll do better next yeah. time. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I said, I misgender myself all the time. So I, I have to tell myself I'm sorry. I'll do better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the only final thing I would say is just, you know, be an advocate as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many people in this space, especially like I'll take a minute just to do a plug for the Trevor project that I helped out earlier this year and the importance of giving a safe space to our LGBTQIA2S plus youth. I know it's hard to say. I agree. Um, But those individuals are 
Like they need, they need so much love. They need so much acceptance and they, so many of them don't get it. Um, and so it's important to make sure that we're doing everything, everything we can to advocate for them, especially in political environments like Texas and Tennessee and, uh, Florida and things like that, where Mm -hmm. you're not allowed to, you know, be who you are and your parents could get arrested for, you know, affirming your identity. And it's just, we've really got to take care of our kids more than anything else, in my opinion. Like that's like, adults to a certain degree can advocate for themselves, but kids can't. Like they're small. (laughs) They are the people we are supposed to take care of. So instead Mm -hmm. of pushing them down, we should be lifting them up. So mm-hmm. that's my, those are my final thoughts. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, yeah. I think those are good notes. And um, I appreciate you uh, educating me and listening to me and, and uh, being an editor on my, uh, <laughs> on my <laughs> questions to make sure that they were PC because unfortunately that's not who I am that's uh, okay. or not that's... what I'm good at. I should say that it's not what I'm good at. Right. So, right. I um, think that that's a better phrase. I mean, you know, yeah. and granting yourself some grace, like, you know, you grew up in the South in a, you know, a, a traditional conservative family. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like, this is, <laughs> this is not like the space where you were being taught to. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> to say things in a way that are uh, appropriate and th- things yeah. through all. Right. So that like, it's, yeah, I mean, and so was I. Like, I was not necessarily raised in spaces either. Uh, mm-hmm. And honestly, the only reason why I probably can get away with being <laughs> a little bit more lighthearted and whatever is because I'm part of the community. Yeah, um, you're right. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it, the fact that you are again, you have the humility to say, "Look, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not perfect. Far from it. I need help with this." You know, mm-hmm. and you reach out with questions and then you listen to what people say like that's Mm -hmm. that's the most important thing just listen yeah just listen all right well good listen to our hour and 20 minutes Uh. (laughs) yeah yeah all right good point we should wrap it up but uh again thank you i think this was a great episode and hopefully people will enjoy it for pride month and um i guess that's it so i don't usually wrap it up uh so i will though (laughs) Devin, I love you. I love you too. And happy happy pride, y'all. <laughs> yeah, happy pride, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Bye. And bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho